community. Inspire Radio. Okay, listen, we're back on air. It's 9.11 here on this lovely Sunday morning. Um, we're now going to move to our next segment, which is called Our Community Sporting Champions. I hope to be able to speak with the legend of community sport here, and I want them to share their stories and um, everything else that's about community sport. Our second guest this morning is one such community sporting champion in the community of WA here, Margie Oldfield, synonymous with community cricket here in Perth, and in particular female cricket. Margie works tirelessly um, creating opportunities for young girls to not only enter the sport, but to enjoy the game and make it accessible to as many young people as she can. Welcome to the show, Margie. Thanks very much for that, Joe. <laughs> Lovely to be on your show. Okay. I'm um, very pleased to have you on board. Now, Margie, we've uh, known each other for a while through our connection with cricket. Um, yes. So tell us a little bit about your community sports story. Um. So my community sports story, I guess, guess started when I was just a kid and community sport was something that um, everyone in our family um, enjoyed and, and really didn't think think twice about whether it was something that we could do. Yep. Um, and so that, as a kid, didn't even think about it. Then when I had my own kids, same situation. You know, they just, they played sport. Basically, whatever sport they wanted to play, whatever they were keen to play, we were in a situation where we could encourage them to do that mm-hmm. um so i've been really fortunate that it's been actually a really big part of my life as a child and then of our of our kids life okay so um that's obviously where it all started so where you know yourself you're now um probably um involved in a number of different ways in community sport um both professionally and voluntarily um so what are you what are you sort of doing now what are, what are your what, some of your many roles you've got uh, well just to clarify they're all voluntary so okay sorry Certainly no professional involvement, all voluntary. Um, so I'm actually, re- I feel really fortunate. I'm, I'm able to be involved across a number of areas, um, which, you know, I love and I actually think is a real privilege to be able to be involved. So I'm president at Wembley District Junior Cricket Club, mm-hmm. um, which is, a, you know, a fantastic club. I feel very honoured to be able to be privileged of a club like that. Big club, really inclusive. We've got um, lots of different programs running and a fantastic group of volunteers supporting supporting the club there. Um, and I've been president there for, I think this is the third season, and prior to that, I was the female coordinator at the club. Yep. Um, I'm also, um, in the last couple of years, I've set up a not-for-profit, which I run myself, called Team Connect, mm-hmm. which supports kids um, at risk of social disadvantage to get into community cricket um, in suburbs across Perth, which, again, um, as, as a volunteer, I actually feel really privileged that that is how I get to spend my time because it's incredibly rewarding. And then just recently, I've been appointed as chair of the Community Junior Cricket Council, um, which, again, big role, um, but new into that role and just, just finding my feet with that role. So, yeah, a few things across across <laughs> cricket, um, all of which um, are incredibly rewarding, and I really do feel really fortunate to be involved in all of them. <laughs> and and the game's very fortunate to have someone like yourself involved, no doubt. It, it, it's actually tiring listening to all of that, Margie. Um, I don't know where you find time to, uh, you know, be yourself and, and have a little bit of chill time because... Um, you know, especially now it's cricket season, so uh, you know you're, you're you're sort of preparing for the the, the first game of the season and, and make sure teams are registered and the uniforms are done and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then on top of that, you've got um, I guess some of the administrative stuff that comes with the uh, you know the the chairing the community junior cricket as well as the uh, your team connect project, which is fantastic. And for for those that don't know what the team, I mean, you sort of briefly touched it, but. Um, 
Where, where did that come from, like that Team Connect idea? Because uh, I, I, you know, I've had a little bit to do with it, a very tiny part, but I, I felt inspired myself. It's a fantastic um, initiative. Thanks, Orazio. Um Yeah, it really just, it, it, it just sort of evolved for me. And part of it was as my role at Wembley District's Junior Cricket Club and seeing the benefits, to the, particularly to the teenage girls, to being involved in community cricket in a, in a club that really doesn't focus on whether you take wickets or hit fours. But at Wembley, we really focus on welcoming families, being really inclusive, making sure that everybody's just having fun, lots of participation, sportsmanship. If you focus on that, you really get the best out of kids and yeah. you get the best out of families. And for me at Wembley, I really saw the benefits, to the, not only to the girls, but to the families of creating that kind of environment. Um, and then it just sort of evolved from that that I started to realise that the capacity for families to join community sport um, varies yeah. across families and across suburbs. And so for me, the realisation that the benefits that the girls were getting at Wembley was not actually available to all kids in Perth mm-hmm. um, re- really started challenging challenging the, for me the way that I was looking at my involvement. And I didn't, I didn't feel comfortable anymore only offering those positive opportunities to the families that have the capacity to yeah. register and to play. Um, so created a, a sort of looked into how I could create a program that would um, offer that opportunity to more kids and more families across Perth. So put some thought into it and came up with the Team Connect program, which um, has been running now for two seasons, just coming into the third season. And, yeah, the need is obviously there because it yeah. is just growing so much faster than I ever thought ever thought that I would, that, that, that it would have. Um, so, yeah, incredibly rewarding and lots and lots of girls across uh, across Perth involved in the Team Connect program now. And is that still sort of starting in, in a, like a school environment where it then connects with a community club? Yeah, that's correct. So um, I approach the schools, but don't, don't approach the phys ed department. Yeah. Approach the student services um, staff yeah. and um, really discuss the program with them and I let the student services staff select... The, the kids that they think would best benefit from having a season of community sport in a really positive team environment. And then um, really say to the school, but if you really buy into the program, you need to supply a, a volunteer who coaches and manages the team. Yeah. And that was always for me going to be the challenge because I wasn't sure that schools would have the capacity to offer that. Mm-hmm. But really just have been absolutely blown away with the fact that the schools and the staff have been so supportive and at five schools across Perth, I've got staff that, as volunteers, and really they're, they're really acting as club volunteers because the, the girls are all registered to their local club, so they yeah. play for their local club. So these school staff are teaching all week. Yeah. Um, after school once a week, they're down on the Oval coaching the team as, as volunteers. And then on a Saturday morning, they're dragging the kid across the Oval to coach the team on game day, which is just phenomenal when these staff have been working as teachers all week. They know these kids in the yeah. classroom. Um, so it, yeah, the, the the input from the school has completely, completely solidified for me the fact that the adults in this environment know that this is what the kids need, mm-hmm. and they're really prepared to go out of their way to support the kids. And and it goes even further than that. You know, we've got staff that at these schools that pick up the school bus on a Saturday uh, to make sure that the kids can get to the game. So the schools yeah. put on a school bus, pick up the kids to get them to the game, take them back afterwards. They provide morning tea. They take water. They score, and these are all school staff who have worked all week. Yeah. So yeah, amazing, amazing dedication from the school staff. And the, and the beauty of it is that it enables those those kids to enjoy the fruits of what community sport, whatever the sport may be, 
um, can provide. And for some of them, I dare say that week, that that hour or so they train on a Monday night or whatever with the teacher and that, you know, the two or three hours they play on a Saturday morning, they could be the best three or four hours of their week, couldn't they, really, for some of those kids? Well, yes, absolutely. And I actually spoke to, um, we had our first game yesterday at one of the clubs, so Corbinia West Perth Junior Cricket Club had their first under-13 girls game yesterday with a Team Connect team. Mm -hmm. And... um, I was speaking to a grandmother at, at that game and exactly what she said. She said, this is actually, um, this is the best thing that happens in, in her granddaughter's week yeah. is, is, is cricket. So, so for me, obviously that's lovely, but it, you know, it's, it's lovely to hear that, but it also makes me realize we need to be able to offer more of it yep. to more kids and to more families. Yeah. And for a lot of the kids in, in the team connect program, they have never played club sport before. Um, you know, they've never had an opportunity to play club sport before. I know even just, so all the girls get, um, presented with a club uniform, and yep. there's no cost to the family, so I make it. I really make sure there's no hurdles for the families. Mm-hmm. Really, they just have to say yes, they want their kids to do it, and then everything else is kind of managed in the background. And I know for some of these clubs, when you, these kids, when you present them with their first club uniform, I've had kids burst into tears yeah. because they have never had a club uniform before. I've had a girl say. Um, thank you for the uniform, but just letting me know that she's not going to be able to wear it on game day because it's too precious. So she didn't want to wear it. Oh, wow. I've had another girl, and I had another girl say that um, her parents had made a spot in the living room, and her club shirt hung on the wall in the living room. Oh. <laughs> so, so for me to hear those stories, um, it really, it really, it really makes me realise the impact that that a really simple program and a really simple concept can have not only on the child but but mm-hmm. on the whole family. Yeah, that 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 sense of belonging is is an important instinct. We we need to continue to, I guess, feed as as a human, don't we? And that's what community sport enables you to do—to feel part of something, something greater absolutely. than just yourself. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And that's why it's really important for me that the message to the kids is: yes, your school staff um, are coaching you, and mm-hmm. and the school and the project initiated in the in the school grounds. But you're playing for your local club. You're now a community club member. Your family is welcome at the whole at the club, yep. and that that message is really every training and every game we we reinforce that message that you are club members, you're you're a member of the local club. We get club volunteers coming down to games to to keep keep reinforcing that message mm-hmm. to the kids that this is bigger than you. This is this is your community. You're part of your community. You'll always be welcome at the community. Um, at the community club, putting on events where the girls can meet all of the other girls at the club yep. and have, you know, just gather around and have a sausage sizzle. Those kind of things which a lot of families and a lot of kids take for granted, mm-hmm. don't think twice about. For for some of these girls, that that is a really, really special time and, a, and can ha- can actually change, you know, can change their lives, I really believe. Oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. That, that connection could be the start of something far greater than, than that game of cricket or whatever sport that they're going to participating because that, that connection with that other person highlights that, hey, I, I am special. I, I, I am something. I am worthy. Um, and, and for some of these kids, they might not feel that normally. Um, so, that so you know, it's a fantastic initiative you've got off the ground here. Um, and, and let's hope that maybe we can grow and develop it even more to grow into, you know, not just for you to do more work, Margie, that's <laughs> not that, but um, for the initiative to grow and, and, you know, grow legs and then continue to grow and, and bring in, I don't know, different sports or different opportunities or whatever. Because, I mean, I, I dare say you've just scratched the surface with this, really. Absolutely. And I guess for me, um, yes, I, I would love, I would love, 
it to grow and I'd love to think that there would be Team Connect program in, in every government high school. That yep. would be my goal. Um, and I guess for me, it's completely volunteer-run program. Mm-hmm. So for me, what I really try to do is get that message out to the local community that local community volunteers um, can, can volunteer in a really rewarding role in their local community. So it's that surrounding local community kids with local community volunteers and that in turn strengthens the whole community. And I think all of these... Community, you know, all community sport, um, getting kids and families engaged in community, it strengthens community, not only for that family, but for the entire community. So that's certainly one thing I'm always on the lookout for is um, volunteers who, who would like to know more and like to get involved. I'll use this time to put that word out. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no def- definitely. And if, if if that is the case and we've, we've been able to sort of reach out to someone that might think they want to do something, please feel free to contact us here on the show and I can hand over um, those details to Margie. So live at inspireradio.org.au or contact me or contact me on the, uh, my Facebook page here, which is talking sport with the ratio. Um, no, no, not, not a problem at all. Margie, I I believe in what you're doing. Um, like we've had a a relationship for a, you know, fair while I've coached, you know, your daughters and, and stuff like that. And, um, I've seen the amazing work you've done. I mean, even, even to where, if you want to just sort of, um, I know you've told this story numerous times, Margie, and you're probably sick of it, but the um, <laughs> how how you sort of got that female section up and running at Wembley from you know from zero to where it is now, which is one of the you know the bigger ones floating around. Um, so yeah, that was an in, that was an interesting start to it. So we've got two daughters and a son who all played um, T20 Blast a long mm-hmm. time ago. Um, finished T20 Blast, son went into junior cricket, and as with many families, the girls went off and did little athletics and surf club because there was no um, no girls' opportunity for them to play cricket. And to be honest, we really didn't even give it much thought. And then when our oldest daughter um, was 13, she suddenly said, I want to play cricket and I want to play in a girls' team. Um, and we couldn't find one, couldn't find one anywhere yep. for her. Um, so put it back on her and said, you find a club and a team and we'll get you there. Um, not expecting it to work, not expecting it to happen. <laughs> um, and she, she came to me a few days later and said, I've... I found I found a club and I know when registration day is. So we took her down, bought her first cricket uniform, paid the registration, um, and she trained all season at, at that club and never played a single game because they didn't have any kids to make a team. Yeah. Um, but for her, she still saw that as her greatest season of, of sport. She, she finished the season and she said it was the best thing ever. And I was listening to her thinking that that's not the best thing ever. Like you had, you actually weren't given the opportunities that all the boys were given and you didn't get the opportunity that you wanted, which was to actually play mm-hmm. a game of cricket with girls. Um, so I approached the Wembley District Junior Cricket Club Committee, which I up to then had not been involved in, yep. and asked them if I could start up a girls' program, which they welcomed. Um, and so I started up a girls' program basically so that I could get a team up for my daughter to play in. And within... Well, we had a team that season. As soon as, I, as soon as I put the word out, we had a team, and within four years, we had over a hundred kids at the a hundred girls at the club. Wow. So that's how that's how quickly once the word got out that there was a a club that would welcome every every girl, regardless of their experience, regardless of their skill. Um, yeah, the girls just flocked to the club. So the uh, so the program grew really really quickly. I think we had one hundred and eighty girls registered to the club last season. Wow. That's amazing. And, um, you, you know, you've been recognised for that sort of stuff and the, and the initiatives there. And, and um, the way you've done that sort of has been picked up and, and used by others around. So, um, you know, well done with that. Because Thanks. as someone who's worked in the female game and, was, you know, we were running state programs with 
the 12 girls that had a cricket bat in WA to now um, getting to the point where there's, uh, you know, there's, there's trials, there's girls that are fighting for spots. Um, but the fact is that they can play other girls every single week um, in their age groups now. They're not playing out of their age groups that much. Um, like, obviously, when you start things off, there's, you know, 14-year-olds playing with 10-year-olds and all that sort of stuff, which, you, look, you've just got to get it up and running. But now... There's a lot more structure, and that started from you know some of the stuff that you've done. So, uh, you know, kudos to you, Margie, and thank you very yeah, much for that us, sort of know. stuff. Yeah, but you know, it is actually really important to me, and I'm still, you know, I still every week am talking to clubs and club volunteers about the fact that um, I really believe that girls have every right to play in a team of girls yeah. their own age. Yeah, you know, that's that's what the boys that's how that's what they do in yep. netball. That's what they do in other sports, and that's what the boys do in cricket. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I, I really do have this conversation literally every week with people saying you've got to work at getting these kids in a team, these girls in a team where they're playing with girls their own age in a, in a team that feels like their team. You don't mm-hmm. want them to be playing in a team that feels like they're playing in, in someone else's team. Yep. They're not playing up to, up to fill in someone else's team. You need to be able to cre- create an environment. When they walk onto the training oval or they walk onto game day, it feels like their team. Yep. It's a whole environment of girls their age, which is – which is the way they then come back next year because they've made friends. It's that friendship. It's that feeling of teammanship. You've yep. got to, you can only forge that if you've got kids in an environment that actually suits them. Definitely, and and inspire them to 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 look up to you and and maybe be the next you. You know what I mean? To be the next driver within their club or. Because, you know, community sport's all about the volunteers that make it all work. So um, it can't always be you as the driver. Hopefully some of these girls are now going to go, hey, I can do that or I want to do that yes. or and, and, I, and I want to keep this club running because I love the club. And, and some of the parents. You know, I, I really think that um, there is still an, uh, a, a misconception that to volunteer in cricket you need to know about cricket. Yeah. And I'm very open about the fact that I've never played cricket. I've never coached cricket. And... I can achieve what I've achieved in cricket because I understand community and I think it's a lot more mm-hmm. important for all of us to, for all sports, to, to stop focusing so much on whether someone hits a four or takes a wicket yeah. and, and stop and look at the kid. Yeah. And I think if we all stop and, and look around at the families and the children, I think we can just create far stronger clubs than if we spend too much time focusing on whether someone's holding the ball correctly. Yeah. Because what we're trying to do is, is is create bigger communities, stronger communities, and that is less about technique and more about people. Yeah, the sport sort of looks after itself if the environment's Absolutely. a healthy place to be. The, the the rest sort of, yeah, without without the foundation of the club, um, yeah. yeah, how they play makes no difference because it's not going to, no. it'll, it'll fall over. So No, exactly. You won't have kids playing if you only focus on technique. Yeah, you know you, you, that can come afterwards. Once you build a strong club, you focus on technique. But I think it's still at a time where we, it's tricky sometimes getting volunteers for particularly female cricket, because a lot of people think oh, I don't know anything about, I don't know enough about cricket, or I don't know yeah. enough about girls cricket. And so for me, that message always to volunteers is it's not about that. Mm. You don't, you know, you don't need to. It's do about it. people. You don't need to know about cricket. Yeah, yeah, it's about people. It's about people. We all know people, so um, yeah. yeah, just <laughs> feel free. <laughs> Okay, mate. Look, that, that's you know, you know, pardon the pun, but it is an inspiring story, and um, it's one that I, I I love listening to. I've been fortunate to to sort of know your journey, um, and I just wanted to share that with with our listeners. Now, before we go, Margie, um, I have this thing called a speed round where I, I just shoot out five quick questions, and you've got to answer them as quick as you can. They might be a bit funny, a bit out there. Um, oh, you're going to catch me uh, up. Okay, but here we go. Um, so, question number one: the most famous person you've met, David Attenborough. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a very good one. <laughs> um, what's your favourite sport? Cricket. Can't really say anything else. Can I? <laughs> <laughs> um, your favourite sporting moment? Ooh. Um, favourite sporting moment is probably watching my daughter play her first game of female cricket. Okay. Wacker or Optus Stadium? Wacker. And pineapple on pizza? Ooh, depends on my mood. Yes, it can be on a pizza. Okay. <laughs> okay, controversial uh, controversial at times, no doubt. Um, <laughs> look, Margie, thank you so much for coming on, on air today um, on, on our show. Um, hopefully you've enjoyed it as much as we have, and, and I just hope the listeners have sort of taken away um, how inspiring um, being a volunteer within your club can be and, and, and the good that it can do to the community. Thanks very much, Horatio. It's been an absolute pleasure to be on your show and lovely to um, yeah, lovely to be speaking to you again, as you say, because we um, yeah, first made contact many years ago. So yeah. thank you very much for the opportunity. Okay. Thanks a lot, Margie. Thanks, Horatio. Okay, listeners, that was uh, Margie Oldfield on our Community Sporting Champions here on Talking Sport. Um, it is now 9.32 and we're going to go to a few songs. We'll start with a, an old classic, Africa by Toto. For the community... Inspire Radio.